You're listening to MC Exodus Podcast with your host, Michael Conteus. Christian Talk. Bible Studies with Commentary. I highly encourage you to download this podcast and share it. Get this message out there. Okay. So, in this episode, I wanted to discuss the book of 2 Peter. Um, And it's about faith. Once again, I am teaching for the next couple episodes about faith because it's important to understand that in today's society faith is important but not a lot of people have faith in God because they've never seen God move they never they've never experienced the presence of the Holy Spirit the presence of God and their faith tanks are low um extremely low so Let's let's get into this study because it's important. We have earthquakes, famines, witchcraft, satanic worship. We have a lot of stuff going on, and it's getting more prevalent. It's all over um, television shows. It's all over the media. And I think that we got to get this message out there as believers that, you know, through faith in Christ, anything's possible, and we don't have to be living so concerned of what's going on on award shows or what's happening on magazine covers. Yes, we should be aware of it. We should expose these things to show um, lesser believers, newcomers, that there's a better way through faith in Christ. So I want to show you something. Now, let's start this uh, teaching in Verse 3, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Okay, we have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and prestigious promises. These are are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. So, if we adhere to his promises, okay, showing himself, his, showing us himself, his marvelous glory and excellence, we are able to escape the world's corruption and why is that? Because we're, we're going into his presence. We're going into the Lord's presence and we're safe there. We're protected there. No matter what the world throws at us, persecution, even physical harm. Knowing that we're safe in eternity defeats anything the world can do to us. Anything. Over here in verse 5. In view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. I want you to get a Bible and I want you to open that up to 2 Peter. 
And I want you to circle that right there in verse 5, verse 6, and verse 7. Because that's instructions for daily living right there. Going down to verse 8. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So looking at this, it is literally saying right here, okay, work hard to prove that you are really among those God has called and chosen. Why do you have to prove anything? Why should you? Well, I'll tell you. Because this world doesn't believe in anything. You have to prove everything to everyone. It has to be a rational explanation. You have to literally draw everyone a picture. And is there something wrong with that? No. The Bible even says to test the spirits. Use discernment. Don't trust everything. And the world does that too. Not just believers. The world doesn't trust anything. Everyone has hurt everyone. everyone. There's a lot of murder. There's a lot of unsafe acts that people commit. Crime. But it says right here, to work hard to prove this. That you are really among those God has called and chosen. Not only to everyone else, but to test, to, to test yourself through this, to, to show everyone that, and yourself, that you are worthy of doing God's will. It says, do these things and you will never fall away. Why? Because you'll just keep coming back for more. Because you'll grow and you'll learn and you'll want to grow and learn more. And then God will give you a grand entrance into his eternal kingdom. Well, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, down here in verse 12, paying attention to scripture. Therefore, I will always remind you about these things, even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth. Okay. Now, standing firm in the truth, once you've learned this knowledge, nothing, nothing can sway you. Standing firm in the truth, remembering what you have been taught. And it is only right that I should keep on reminding you as long as I live. For our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that I must soon leave this earthly life. So I will work hard to make sure you always remember these things after I am gone. 
For we were not making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw this majestic splendor with our own eyes. And when he received honor and glory from God the Father, the voice from the majestic glory of God said to him, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And they're talking about the the mountain of transfiguration. In verse 19, because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must pay close attention to what they wrote, for their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and Christ, the morning star, shines in your hearts. All above you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, those prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. Now, I wanted to share that with you because they had faith because they seen it right there before their eyes. And you know, that's faith that can't be moved. That's faith that will never be diminished. That's faith that is beyond faith. And a lot of not, you know, a lot of people do not have that type of faith because they've never seen a miracle. They've never seen these type of things. I personally have seen a miracle, several, right before my eyes. Um, you know, in my testimony, I have to say, I there was a time in my life that I was in the world and. I was not doing very well. My health was failing, and I must say that I had um, an infection in my leg at one point, and they were going to amputate it. I was able to have some a little bit of faith, faith of a mustard seed at that point. I actually challenged God, you know, save my leg, prove your existence. And I'm just... I'm just summarizing. Woke up and I had my leg. And that's the that was that was the first time he proved that he was real to me. You know, I always had a little bit of faith in God, just a little bit. I went to a Christian school when I was younger. My mom was a Christian. So I I did have some knowledge of God. It doesn't mean that I was saved. Um, it doesn't mean I had faith. And it didn't mean that I lived a, a holy life or prayed or tried to turn away from sin and repent and have a walk with God, a journey with God. No, it was not like that. It did start when he proved 
that he was there. And I will not stop saying that story because it's important to share a little bit of yourself with people. Some people need to see that and some people don't. I was one of those people that had to see a miracle or the belief was just not going to be there. The loyalty was not going to be there. Um, you know, a lot of people always say, oh my God, you know, but that doesn't mean that they are going to heaven. You know, good people don't go to heaven, okay? Saved people do. And so they, seeing all of the things that, that Jesus did on earth, they were able, Peter and the apostles, they, the disciples, all of them, they were able to believe very quickly that he was the Messiah. Even when other people around them didn't. Um, there are some people that, that were witnessing uh, Jesus do these miracles and they still didn't believe he was the Messiah. They thought he was uh, like, a, you know, the devil. That he was possessed by demons. That he was an evil man rather than good. So I just wanted to share that with you because it's important to have faith on this planet. Especially now. Ask God to give it to you some way. God talks to us in all different kinds of ways. You know, a lot of people are very fearful. You know, they don't have any faith. And why are they fearful? Because they're not walking with God in their life, even though they say they're a believer. Even though they say, well... You know, yes, I'm a Christian. But do you really understand the difference between lukewarm and red hot? You know, the Bible says in, in the book of Revelation that because you are neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. And why is he saying that? Because that means you're not going to get into heaven if you're lukewarm. You're not going to get into heaven if you're running around living like you're still unsaved. I'm just saying. It's not as easy as you think. Everybody thinks, oh, well, we're saved by grace. We can never turn. And once I say this sinner's prayer, I'm good, and I can go back to the world now and do whatever I want. But that is not the case. Have you dealt with things in your life? The Bible talks about unforgiveness. Unforgiveness stays with people that are lukewarm. And the Bible also says that if you do not forgive others, the Father will not forgive you. So if he doesn't forgive you of your sins then you don't get into heaven. I'm going to give you the cold, hard truth that you don't hear in church, which you should be. Okay? Yes, yeah, saying a sinner's prayer, 
It's open, opening the door to your journey. But I'm going to tell you. That's not the end of the journey. That's the beginning. So where are you with unforgiveness? You know, and that has been a struggle at first for me. Because I was holding on to a lot of hate. I was holding on to a lot of bitterness. And when you're holding on to things like that, how is it possible that the Father can forgive you? Because the Bible does say you are to forgive others. And it makes sense to forgive others because when you're walking around like that, filled with all of that bitterness and disgust towards other people that have done you wrong, it is extremely easy to just say, well, you know what? He did me wrong. I'm out. We'll see you. I hope you can work on you. Later, I don't want you in my life. But then you hold on to what they, they did to you rather than forgiving them and moving on. You don't have to have them in your life, but you do have to learn how to truly forgive, not just, oh yeah, I forgive you. Saying it and doing it is two different things. And the way you truly forgive is to ask God to take it from you. There's, there's, a, there's several ways you can do this. You can actually go up to the person and really make amends. But sometimes they're dead. Sometimes they already have moved on. So how do you forgive a dead person? You have to go before God in prayer. Ask the Lord to take it from you. Say, Father God, I am sorry for holding on to this much hate for this individual. Forgive me, Lord. Take this from me. And break that soul tie. Let me be honest with you. I don't know if you all know about soul ties, but it doesn't just come from people you have sex with. Soul ties can also come from hate. This person did you so wrong that all you do wind up doing is you create a soul tie with this person because you hate them so much. And then you're going around thinking about them all the time because of the soul tie. And I've proven it. I have proven it. I've had individuals in my life like that and I had to let it go. I had to let it go. And when I did, I was a lot better off for it. I asked the Lord to break that soul tie in the name of Jesus. I begged the Father for forgiveness. 
over my unforgiveness and bitterness and hatred and wickedness. And I turned from it. I don't really ever think of that person anymore. And it feels pretty good. But a lot of people hold on to that until it makes them physically sick. There's a lot of ailments that come from unforgiveness. Look it up. There's a lot of ailments that come from fear. The Bible says that the Lord didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So if that's the case, then a spirit of fear is a demon that has been assigned to you through a door you opened and is wrecking havoc in your life. And you need deliverance through prayer, asking the Lord to remove this from your life, renouncing these sins that have caused this, this door to be opened from the spirit, to the spirit of fear, Sometimes the spirit of fear is generational as well. Parents could have been afraid of everything. Taught you how to be that way. You open the door, here comes that. Or a curse. Through sins of the parents. God didn't intend for us to be afraid of everything. Walk around in fear, hiding. God didn't intend for that to happen. If you're actually truly afraid of something, ask God to remove that fear. Ask God to give you boldness and victory. Ask the Lord to protect you. In prayer. Prayer is extremely important, my friends. And not a lot of people do it. You know, they forget that part. It's extremely important. How are you supposed to be a follower of Jesus if you do not even go ahead and communicate with him? You see what I'm saying? I mean, just think about it. It's just a thought. Nickel's worth of free advice. So this concludes this episode. Um, and, you know, we just got to keep on Keep it on. We got to fight that good fight. Continue to preach the gospel. Learn. Seek. Figure things out. Do the research. Yes, being saved is not about works. But it definitely is about growing. It definitely is about obedience. Faith in Christ Jesus. Blessed is he who cannot see and believes. So if you like this episode, I, and I hope it touched you. Please download this podcast and share it. Get it out there. Let your friends and family know about it. It's important to learn the Bible. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about daily lessons. It's about... It's about giving to people. It's about trying to learn how to help people through Jesus. 
to my next episode. This is MC Exodus. <laughs>